The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. Happy Veterans Day, everyone. A shout out to all the vets out there and everyone serving our country. Thank you. Thank you. And I have two very special guests coming on. First up, Dina Martin, the daughter of icon Dean Martin, is joining us. She's going to talk about her latest CD, which I've had a little opportunity to sample, which I love. It's called Destination Moon. And also, it has a song. She's doing a duet with her dad called True Love. It's a Cole Porter song. If you want to find out more about Dina Martin, you, she has a website. It's Dina, D-E-A-N-A, Martin.com. And she's also written a memoir, Memories Are Made of This. So we're going to talk about that as well. So uh, before we bring her on the air, let's just do a little sample. This is G.I. Jive by Dina Martin. This is the G.I. Jive man alive. They give you a private tank that features a little device called Fluid Drive. Jack after you revive. Shuffle your junk back in your trunk. On your bunk. That was great. That's a little sample of Dina Martin, who's on the air. She's going to join us right now. Good morning, Dina. Good morning. Thank you so much. We sampled a little of G.I. Jive. I love it. (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) Very apropos this morning. It's very apropos for this morning. In fact, it was funny. Yesterday, my husband and I watched A Band of Brothers all day long, one episode after the other, and it was amazing. And it was, you know, for all of our veterans, and it was an amazing show. But G.I. Jive is a a peppy song, and I'm very excited about it, especially today. And congratulations, by the way, your latest CD. When did this come out? It came out September 17th. And it's been uh, it's been so much fun. It really turned out exactly the way we wanted it. That's fantastic. And, yes, people are loving it. So uh, what could be better than that? And some people include Carol Burnett, Steve Lawrence, Michael Feinstein. Incredible reviews on your website, which is dinamartin.com. Yes, I was uh, so thrilled. First of all, those they're absolute icons. You know, yes. when I think about Carol Burnett and Michael Feinstein and, and, of course, Steve Lawrence, when they heard it and they sent me those quotes, it, it makes you feel uh, just fantastic oh, to be, uh, you know, when you know that, uh, well, they're not even my peers. They're way beyond. <laughs> they're just, you know, icons, you know, to me and sure. just uh, legends in their own in their own right. And for them to love this album is uh, just wonderful That's for fantastic. me. fantastic. What was it like growing up with Dean Martin as your dad? He was so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) He really was. And and what you saw, when you saw him on the Dean Martin show, how he was just relaxed and and laid back and and fun and funny, that's how he was in life. That's great. Yes, it was. And he was... um, First of all, he was he was sweet and kind, as I say, and we mm-hmm. knew, you know, all all of us, you know, there were uh, seven kids in the in the family. He was um, 
He was cool. We knew that way back when. <laughs> you knew that when you were little. Yes, we did. In fact, Elvis Presley, it was uh, great. My dad was uh, doing a movie at Paramount, of course, and he, he brought us down to, uh, to the studio, and I'm standing out in front of his office, excuse me, his uh, dressing room on the lot, and I see this man driving up on a bicycle, <laughs> and it turns out to be Elvis Presley. Oh, come on. I know. <laughs> I, you know, I was just a very little girl, and I remember him getting off of the, the bike, and he said hi to, you know, my dad, and then the dad mm-hmm. introduced me to him, and Elvis said, you know, are these your beautiful daughters? And he mm-hmm. said yes. And, and so Elvis leaned down, and he took my hand, and he said, you know, he said, I love your father very much, and people call me the king of rock and roll. He said, but your dad is the king of cool. Um. Well, I wanted to die. I said, well, it's got to be true. Elvis said it. Incredible. <laughs> so, that was great. Now, you performed when you were little, 1966, on his show, didn't you? Yes, I did. That must and have... that, was a, that was a kick. Because to be, well, first of all, now, I don't know if you know, you know, he never went to the rehearsal. He didn't rehearse. I didn't know that. He did not, and you know the people, all of the you know all the stars. It could be Ella Fitzgerald, Peggy Lee, uh, you know Jack Jones. All of the stars, they would be there all week, rehearsing their lines, you know, doing their skits, learning their songs, singing with the with the band, and we would all be doing that. And then on Sunday afternoon, my dad would uh, drive into the Burbank Studios after playing golf at about <laughs> one o'clock. He'd come in. <laughs> And he'd, uh, he'd go to the, with the band, and he'd sing those songs he was going to do on the show. He'd go into his dressing room and run through the cue cards. Then he would put on his tuxedo and go out and do the show. Look at that. Unbelievable. You know, sometimes, Dina, people are better not preparing. Yes. Well, you know what? He wanted it to look, um, you know, uh, casual, and he yes. loved the mistakes. He wanted it to be fresh and so new. Real. Yeah. And actually, Lee Hale, who is an, he was a musical director, and he did all of the special, all the, really, he kind of ran the show, Lee Hale. He would stand there. He would stand in for Dad all week. He had a, a little note on his chest that said, Dean. So he would <laughs> sing with, you know, Ella Fitzgerald. He would do Dad's part, and they would rehearse. So everybody was rehearsed, except Dad. Except your Dad. Yeah. And then he would walk in and do it, and he was just brilliant for all of those years. How talented. Yeah, talent. I'm looking at your website, uh, the picture of you with Elvis Presley. Are you the littlest one in this picture with Elvis? Y- yes, I am. Look at you with <laughs> your cute little bangs and everything. Oh. Yes, I know, my little dress. Yeah, so it was, uh, that was just another exciting day in, uh, in my life. And I think it was around the, well, actually it was a few years later uh, when we went to the set to see uh, Kirk Douglas in his Spartacus outfit. You know, so... <laughs> what a life you had growing up! Yes, it was. Exciting. I was I was blessed, and all the people that I that I met and that came over to the house. It was truly remarkable. You know, when I think about Uncle Frank Sinatra and Uncle Sammy Davis Jr., it was quite a quite a life. What a, what a bunch of talented uncles you had! Yes, they were, <laughs> <laughs> and it was fun. You know, to to call him Uncle Frank or Uncle Sammy, yes. because it would not have been proper for uh, you know young girls or or anyone for that many you know, to say Frank or sure. something like that. It wasn't right to call him Mr. Sinatra, although I'm sure he probably would have liked that, too. Probably. probably. <laughs> yes, but Uncle Frank and, you know, and, and his, his children, of course, called my dad Uncle Dean, so that was nice. As far as when you were younger, you were a little girl thinking, this is what I want to do when I get older? Yes, and in fact, I remember, I remember going to the Sands Hotel 
very young and watching, you know, sitting at the, in the Copa room at the Sands and and hearing, you know, I mean, the, the stage would be dark and then you would hear the timpani, you know, there'd be that timpani roll. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, the Sands Hotel is proud to present the star of our show direct from the bar, Dean Martin. You know, and everybody would laugh, and my dad would walk out. And then people around me, I would hear them say, oh, there he is. Gasping. And then he would be so incredible, and he was, he was cool, and he would sing, and people laughed at his jokes. And, and I knew right then that that's what I wanted to do. When I was watching him and, and the reaction from all the people, and, of course, he would have me stand up, he would introduce us, and he'd say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'd like you to meet my daughter, Dina, see how pretty she is. Aww. and and I knew right then that that's what I wanted to do because, you know, the spotlight was on me. The yes. audience was applauding. <laughs> I thought, this is going to be great. He's and so I was fortunate uh, enough for, uh, you know, for my parents to, you know, give me dance lessons and piano lessons and, you know, and everything, uh, you know, that, that I needed to, uh, to learn to do what to do and how to be a good performer. And you went to school in the United Kingdom. I did, Dartington College of Arts. And that was quite, quite something. And that was in the time of, of the Rolling Stones and the Cream. And, you know, I mean, they were just becoming uh, popular. And, and it was a, an unbelievable time in the world. Yes. You know, when you think about the 60s and everything that was going on. And, you know, I was able to, uh, to learn from, you know, some of the greats there about acting and, and modern dance and doing the classics like Romeo and Juliet. So it was... Uh, I was very fortunate. Incredible education. Yes, 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 yes. And it was important to Dad because he, you know, he, um, he didn't get that great of an education. He started working very early, and, and he was educated, uh, you know, just by, by working. When I think about what he did, you know, when, he was, when I was writing the book about, his, uh, about our lives, in fact. The memoir? Uh, yeah, memoirs, and it was memories are made of this, mm-hmm. Dean Martin through his daughter's eyes. I went back to Steubenville, Ohio, where he was born, and I interviewed all of his friends, and I talked to uh, all the storekeepers, and, and actually a wonderful thing that we did, and my husband was very smart in setting this up, we, we had a big lunch for all of the people in Steubenville, and we videotaped a lot of his friends. I would ask them stories, and I, and I, I, I learned you know, firsthand from how, what Dad was like when he was there when he was young oh, and it. it was amazing for me to to hear that you know they said your dad first of all he was always funny <laughs> and he was always just so handsome and he would sing anywhere for anything so you know for uh, baptisms bar mitzvahs <laughs> weddings <laughs> not <laughs> a shy guy and, and he would he would sing yeah <laughs> because that's what he loved to do and he really honed his craft and he he made it out of steubenville ohio to become uh, dean martin so it was uh, quite something hearing all of those stories about my dad. And when I think back about everything that he did, you know, starting with, uh, with radio and then, you know, the singing career and with Jerry Lewis, Martin and Lewis, and all the years of the big bands and traveling around and then the movies. And, oh gosh, I mean, he mm. was in the nightclub shows and all of his records and the number one records. And it was quite amazing what he did in his life. Yes. I loved him with Jerry Lewis. Hysterical. Weren't they, weren't they funny? So funny. And I love Jerry Lewis, and he, st- he oh, yeah. still just makes me laugh. I mean, he just there's just something so silly and funny about those TV shows and the movies that they did together. So funny. It just cracks me up. So funny. There's one of my favorite Jerry Lewis movies, The Cinderfella. Yes. 
That is so funny. They don't show that enough. I, want, I wanted my girls to see that because it's so goofy. <laughs> it is goofy, and, he, you know, and, and that's how he still is today. And, in fact, uh, a couple months ago I did a, a TV show, and it was, a, it was actually a radio show that is broadcast. Uh, actually, it's, it's broadcast, but a live audience comes in to see the show, and it's the Dennis Bono show in, at the South Point in Las Vegas. And Dennis called and asked if I would help co-host a show because he had Jerry Lewis and Steve Lawrence oh, on. Oh, look at that. That must have been great. I, I know. <laughs> so I said, uh, when do you want me? <laughs> uh. So we flew in, and it was, it was just a, you know, a, couple, a couple months ago. It was just before, uh, actually before Edie Gourmet passed away. Mm. I know. And, uh, you know, and Steve was unbelievable, and Jerry was hysterical, you know, falling off of his chair and being the nine-year-old. <laughs> Uh, little boy that he is, and it was a great show, and and it was uh, you know a pleasure for me. But he cracks everybody up. That's great. It, yes. Where, is there footage of this show? Yes, there is, and in fact, I'm I'm going to Vegas. Um, in fact, Dennis was going to send that to me, and I will have to get that f- from him. I'm going to be there next month. Good. I'm doing uh, my show, my Christmas show at the Smith Center, and I will be in in Las Vegas, and I will be doing the Dennis Bono show. Yes on the Thursday night, because I do my show Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I will actually get that from him. And if I can get a copy of that, I will send it to you, because it was so funny. It sounds fun. Yes, it, it was, and, and uh, I've got to give Jerry a call. He, he owes me a quote from my new CD. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me ask you something, because you touched on something. When you were doing the research and interviewing people that your dad knew, were there mm-hmm. any surprises that you found out about your dad that you didn't know? Surprises. Well, yeah. Well, let me see. Well, I really didn't know all the jobs that he had in Steubenville when he was growing up. I My didn't plan. know that he, you know, he would work for the uh, Steubenville Bakery, hmm. and you know, and and I went to the Steubenville Bakery and I saw, you know, he would he would bring in the uh, bags of flour, and he would do that. And then he worked at at the cigar store there, and he also worked at the um, at the little gas station. So it was, you know, learning things. about that. I did know that he would, he was a croupier at some point, you know, because he was a great dealer. He he had these massive hands, and he could play cards very well. And he was a dealer there, and and so I knew about that from the old days in Steubenville. But all the other little things that he did, and the people that he touched, and you know, this one man, uh, he was so funny. He said, "Your dad was hysterical." <laughs> he said, "I remember one joke he told me. He got up on stage and he said, you know, my my girlfriend is so beautiful, and she has such beautiful teeth, <laughs> both of them, <laughs> both of them.'" <laughs> and, and it was the way he, he he said, "But your dad just made us laugh all the time." <laughs> so these little stories that I didn't know, you know, she had beautiful teeth, both That's of so them, so cute, and and but that he made such an impression on uh, the people in Steubenville. And, of course, I did not know uh, the times that he would, he would go back to Steubenville and visit his friends. And I also found out that he, uh, he had donated the first uh, cobalt uh, treatment center in Steubenville to the, uh, to the hospital there. You know, my grandmother, uh, Pat, my grandmother Angela, died of cancer, and, and my dad donated a that first cobalt oh. machine uh, to to Steubenville, Ohio. Was that, These are things that I did not know. Was that his mother? Yes, his mother, his mother Angela, Angela Crisetti, mm-hmm. and she's the one who um, 
who taught me how to make pasta visual, which is a great story. Ooh. And I can't, I can't wait for you to read the book, and I'm, I'm going to send that to you this afternoon. I would love to. I'd love you know, to there's all it. wonderful stories about all the people that I did interview and, and found you know, things that my dad did. And still, to this day, I'm learning about stories and how my dad touched people in very, very special ways. Because after my concerts, I usually walk out and we'll have a meet and greet or I'll sign CDs and, and books. And, and people come up to me and they tell me amazing stories of how he touched their lives. Uh, one couple, they were, uh, they were in Las Vegas. It was their honeymoon, and they were sitting in the restaurant. My dad came in, and they told him, you know, he said, well, how are you? And, he, you know, <laughs> and they said, fine, we're on our honeymoon. He said, well, you should be up in your room. <laughs> and he sent them a, a, um, you know, a bottle of champagne and then paid for their, uh, for their hotel room when they left. Look at that. Um, you know, and, and I said, you know, these things, he would never tell me things like that. He never, he never tooted his own horn. He wasn't that way. He was just... You know, he was just a good, funny guy, but he wouldn't say things like that. He didn't brag. Sounds very humble. He was very humble. Very humble. And he taught us all. You know, he said, Dina, he said, you know, we're all alike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, and, you know, he, I think one of the, uh, the best lessons he ever taught me was to always treat people the way you wanted to be treated, and you'll never go wrong. That's so true. Yeah, he was wise. You seem very similar to him in a lot of ways. Now, I don't know you personally, but, you know, he started in radio, you work in radio, you're singing. Do you, are there other similarities that, you know? There, there are, and, and, you know, and I really, I, I really hadn't thought about that until, you know, I've gotten, I've gotten a little older, mm-hmm. and I see some of the photographs. First of all, it, 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 it hit me when I saw this one photograph where we're looking off <laughs> some way, and it's almost like we looked identical. And, and, of course, people tell me after a show when they come up and they say, you know, Dino, when I'm watching your show, you know, first of all, I love it, but I see so much of your dad in you. You are definitely your father's daughter yes. with my sense of humor or my timing and with my phrasing when I'm, when I'm singing. And, of course, there are a few things that, um, uh, habits, uh, you know, I'm not big on answering the phone. I don't like to talk on the phone. Uh, there, I mean, okay. I, just, I just don't. You know, there's a lot yeah. of other things that I do. My dad didn't like to talk on the phone. You know, he wanted to do things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's, and I like to come home after a show and, and go to sleep. You know, I'm not the party animal. I, I don't like to stay out late. And my dad, he was the one who, after his show, he'd like to get a little something to eat and then go home. Yeah. Uncle Frank, on the other hand, would like to party <laughs> until 2, 3 in the morning. And, you know, and that wasn't my dad. He'd like to go home early and, and get a good night's rest and then get up early in the morning and go play golf if he yeah. wasn't going to work. And I have a lot of that. You know, I, I love That's being good. out there and entertaining and seeing all the people. But after the show, you know, I get a little tired and want to go home. Sure, sure. I'm sure it takes a lot out of you, too. It does. It does. And it's, it's almost like doing two shows when you're after the show, when I go out and do all the meet and greets. Because, you know, the people, it's, uh, you know, I mean, everybody wants to talk to me and, and you know, and shake my hand and give me a, a hug because Dean Martin meant so much to them. And they're, mm-hmm. they are loving my shows and loving the music and, and wanting to share their, their thoughts with me. So it's, uh, you know, that's another good hour and a half after the show. So it's... Um, By then you're pooped. <laughs> I'm pooped. I'm pooped, and I, you know, I want to pop. maybe have a glass of wine and a little bite to eat and go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> so. Tell me about your book. How long did it take you to do your research and, and you know, publish the book? Well, uh, let me see. So the research, actually, uh, for me, I had, it took 50 years, you know, of living. <laughs> <laughs> of living. And then after my dad passed away in 95, 
and I started uh, going back to Steubenville, Ohio, to uh, for the Dean Martin. Uh, you know, there was a memorial. We did a, a festival for him, a Dean Martin Day, and talking with all of the people there who. You know, they would say, you know what, Dina, we'd love for you to write a book. And, it, you know, it took a, a few years. And then when I started, and I, I thought, well, you know what, I really would like to do this, and started contacting people, and, you know, like Jerry Lewis's wife, you know, Patty Lewis, and, and uh, you know, Sonny King, and uh, people that my, people. my dad knew from back in the day. It probably took me about four years of, of research and and you know, really deciding that I wanted to do it, because it was a huge undertaking. Sure. And then sitting at my dining room table with, um, you know, my legal pad and writing down, uh, you know, stories and talking into a tape recorder. Um, it was, for me, there was, I'm, I'm surprised that I ever finished it, because one story would make me think of another story, and yes. and then I would be talking with, you know, say, um, you know, say Patty Lewis. And she would say, well, you know, your mom, you know, said this when your dad went on the road, and I know that she would get down on the floor and, and iron his shirts. And I'm oh. going, iron his shirts? You know, so it was stories that I got, and then I thought, and it made me think of something else. And then, and then on and going, on and on. It, it just, yeah, and yeah. then finally I said, well, you know what, I've got to put an end to this book. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so who knows, there could be another one, of course, because Maybe. I've heard incredible stories about my dad since then. But I would say it took about four four years once I finally decided, let's do this, uh, to the completion of it. And researching, of course, and then finding all the photographs that are in the book. And and it, it's a long, it was a long process, but it, it felt great. And there was a lot of painful things to go through and remembering, sure. um, you know, when you go back in your life and, and a lot of wonderful uh, memories. So it was uh, cathartic and and... You know, an experience that I'm I'm so happy I went through. It's great you did it. I was thinking the word cathartic because you want to take all these memories and the whole history and growing up with your dad and, and put it out there because people really, really admire him. Yes, and they have... They admired him, and they loved him, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they love the book. And, you know, I mean, and it's, a, it's a real book. It's about what happened. Of course, it's, you know, through, uh, through my eyes, but I, I knew him. You know, when there are some other books that have been written about my dad. People never even met him. Oh. And, you know, I mean, one, uh, one book, and I started reading, and it, it, it didn't sound like my dad at all. You know, with all the, there was foul language, and I mean, it was oh, just, and I thought, you know, that wasn't dad. I mean, there was, there was none of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was, he was unrecognizable to me. And, you know, so I believe when you're writing a book, you should probably know, uh, know the person. And he, yes. they did say that they did research, but I, I don't know who they uh, talked to. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but it was important for me to do it, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. And, and the response I have gotten through the years has been overwhelming. And it could be a 70-year-old man who said, you know, uh, sent me letters saying, you know, Dina, I, I treat my whole family better now. I, your, your book touched oh. me so much. Or it'll be a 17-year-old girl who, who writes a letter to me saying, oh, my God, I have the same relationship with my dad, you know, a 40-year-old woman. I mean, it's been incredible how they feel that they know me now and they know our family, and it's uh, because it's a touching, fabulous book. And, you know, I mean, I know know my dad said never brag about things, but it's not just me who did this book. You know, I mean, (laughs) there's a lot that went into it, and it's just... 
it's a, a loving, true, uh, true story. That's so nice. Yeah. And I love this, the uh, song. I want to get, just touch on your CD, and then we have to wrap up. Okay. Your last song, True Love, with your dad. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful. It is beautiful, and I always loved it when he sang that song. And when my husband found, and I wanted to do a duet with my dad, and when my husband found the original handwritten Nelson Riddle arrangement, we, we took that arrangement, really? went into the studio with the greatest the greatest musicians, and there I was. I was standing there holding my dad's chart, mind you, and it said <sighs> Dean. You know, it was written by Nelson Riddle, oh, and I'm Dina. holding I'm <laughs> holding that original uh, sheet music, and then I hear the beautiful strings, and I hear my dad's voice, and I, I really couldn't sing it the first time around. I was going to say Kleenex. See how it's yeah, Kleenex. Yeah, <laughs> you bet, you bet. And then and then I was able to sing it, and it just and of course, you know, going back to a question about you know similarities similarities between uh, myself and my dad when i heard them play it back and i thought our phrasing was almost identical and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was so it blended our voices blended so beautifully it was uh, chilling for me it's a gorgeous song dina i have to wrap up but i want to uh-huh. just ask you can you tell people where to find out more information about you uh, yes on dinamartin.com and now uh, and I would love for people to come to my... I'm, I'm going to be playing at Vibrato in uh, Bel Air, California, you know, Beverly Hills. Yes. When? It's up uh, on November 20th. Oh. You should come. I would love to come. You know, it's Herb Alpert's place up on top of Beverly Glen. Okay. And it's, uh, it's called Vibrato, and I will have my uh, quintet, you know, greatest musicians, and telling all these stories and, and singing the songs. And so it's, it'll, it'll be a wonderful night, November 20th. In just a, a couple of weeks. Oh, so I'd I can't love wait. for people to come there, and they can go onto my website and click on tours and events and see where I'm going to be. And I, I think I would love you're going to love the show if you're able to get there. I would love to. Okay, and I'll post it on my on my Facebook page and on my blog as well. Oh, that would be great. I have very much enjoyed talking with oh, you. You. Thank you. It's always nice to have someone who does their homework and knows what they're doing. Thank you. <laughs> and you great. know, a lot of information and a little bit about you, but I really look forward to meeting you in person. Same here. All right. Well, I, you know, that's a date. We'll see you on November 20th. Wonderful. All right. Have thank a wonderful you. day. Okay. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Dina Martin calling in. Yes, she is the daughter of Dean Martin. And if you missed any part of the show, it will be up on my blog which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Coming up in just a brief moment, I have another very special guest joining us. Kelly Moneymaker is calling in. If that name sounds familiar, she was previously of Expose. And we're going to take a very, very short break, and she'll be back in just a bit with us. (laughs) 